Welcome back to my podcast, guys. And today, <laughs> I'm about to get into some mess. So I'll be talking about a, a specific person. Then I'm going to be talking about a specific thing. So, so basically, two topics I'm talking about is... I'm mostly I'm going to talk about my country. Maybe maybe double into America a little bit, maybe. But I'm going to be talking about um, the homophobia that's in Jamaica, and the somebody who's who I'm going to be talking about is a dancehall artist by the name of Spice, or her real name is Grace Hamilton. So to get started, let's first listen. Let's first listen to what I gotta say. So. Just keep this question in mind throughout the entire video. Is Jamaica one of the most, is Jamaica the most or one of the most homophobic countries in the world? Keep that in mind. While I explain all of this, you guys can decide for yourself. I already have my answer. I'm just going to talk about this situation a little bit. Then I'm going to give my answer at the end. Not to the end, but probably in the middle to the end. But yeah, let's get into it. So, Miss Lovely Grace Hamilton, or has her stage name is Spice. Not a lot of people know her. Not a lot of people know her per se. She she's been making rounds around social media for a while now. She actually been blowing up re- re- recently, so she's doing really good for herself. I'm and as a as a proud Jamaican, seeing a black woman, a black Jamaican woman, go go this far, move from from taking the dancehall music from Jamaica and spreading it around the world, it really makes me happy, and really it's really nice to see. That someone's actually carrying on the torch, carrying on the culture. It's really, it's really nice to see representation everywhere. So it's not just pop music, not just like Latin music. It's not just like, not all the generic known music, but it's diversified and seeing that dancehall music is is getting the dancehall and reggae music getting the shine that it's that it deserves. Not that not that I'm saying that it hasn't been getting its its shine and its flowers and all of that. Has been, but since ba- Bob Marley, a lot of people know Bob Marley, beautiful, wonderful songs he's make. May he rest in peace. But since Bob Marley, not a lot of people really are really into the dancehall reggae genre. Mostly the dancehall actually reggae is pretty pretty prominent, pretty known. But the dancehall genre, not a lot of people know about it. Only I know that only four big heads. When I say big heads, I mean like the, the people at the top top who actually promote the songs and sing songs that people actually know. So there's Spice, there's Sean Paul, there's Shaggy, and there's Shinsia. Those are like the four main top of tops that actually push in the song, bring in the culture with them. And it's really good to see this and know this. So, yeah, it's pretty good. So, let's get into the mess now. So... Well, first of all, what is homophobia? If a lot of people don't, if you don't know what it is, it's basically, oh my God, sorry for that word cut. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. But as I was saying, <laughs> so weird. It just cut off on me for some reason. But what is homophobia? If you don't know, well, the Oxford... So yeah, let's talk about my country. <laughs> Ooh, let's talk about my country. 
and it's homophobicness. Because, yeah, Jamaica is terrible. 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 Anyways, I'm sorry. But yeah, it's a ter- it's a con- when it comes to homophobia, like many other countries, they're, they're strongly against it. And in 2006, an article came out by the New York Times naming Jamaica one of the most homophobic countries in the world. And let's just say the Jamaican government was not happy. <laughs> they put out bad. I wasn't, but I was a little, a little. Sn- what's the word? No, it was a little rodent. So I didn't even know this. None of this was important to me. But now looking back at it, because it was in like 20, 2020, 2018, 2019 that I found out there was an article about the whole country itself, and I my ass really sat down and read that thing. The Jamaican, the Jamaican community was out. Not the community, actually, the government was outraged, and they pulled, they pushed out like different statements saying, "This is unacceptable. Jamaica is not a country that. Jamaica is a country that accepts people for their sexuality. Yada yada yada." And they basically, they're basically trying to defend themselves, saying that no, we're not, we're not homophobic. We like the gays, etc. etc. So yeah, but. In truth, Jamaica is pretty homophobic. As a person who's grew up there, I've seen and heard and even done a lot of things because I'm holding myself accountable. Growing up in that area, growing up in that area and seeing all these things, I basically adapted to it and was, I was homophobic. I was, what's the, what's the word? I'm basically homophobic because that's what I grew up with and that's what stuck with me. And it's sadly that it took me until 2017, 2018 to really tr- see that all of that makes no sense and transition from that and just leave people the fuck alone and let people be who they are. Sadly, it took me that long. So let's talk about it. Growing up, growing up in Jamaica, when it came to homophobia when it came to um the, um gay people bi- bisexuals actually there's gay and lesbian those are the only two main main groups that were actually acknowledged others were just like i didn't even know that there's more than just two so i was surprised but growing up you thought you would thought it was the churches who was like pushing this narrative that gays are the being gay is bad yeah 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 but it wasn't the churches, the churches didn't really talk about it that much. They no, they did talk about it. They didn't talk about it as much as the people did, which was which I found really odd. Because you would think it came from like one place, and it's normally the churches, but it didn't. At the time, it wasn't from the churches. The churches really just mind their business, and if if it comes up, if it comes up, they talk about it heavily and talk down on it heavily. So, yeah, growing up, it was always the people, like, especially the men, <laughs> Jesus, the men, especially the men, like, they, they, the toxic masculinity in Jamaica was so prominent, it, it was ridiculous, to this day, I couldn't believe that I actually was like that, because I, I was like that. Having a father and a mother who pushes the narrative that this is this is wrong. Wearing pink is bad. Pink is for girls. Girls do makeup. Girls do toys. Girls shouldn't do sports. And all this other thing. 
and gladly my mom she's she she got out of the whole dudes wear pink dudes don't wear pink dudes wear blue yada 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 but she's she's still she's still um, homophobic i'm just gonna say it because it, it's true she's still but otherwise from that the narr the normal narratives about like girl get pink boy get blue boy get toys girl gets <laughs> boy gets toys girl gets toys she really grew out of that and that's a good milestone. I'm really happy that she grew out of that, but at the same time, she's still homophobic. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and growing up, it was mostly the men. Mostly the men who really pushed this. Like, the women were pretty okay. Some. <laughs> some of the women were okay with it. Some. You had three categories the ones who hate the shit out of gays. The ones who partially hate them but want to keep them as friends. And the ones who just, just didn't care. Like, if you're there, you're there. You exist, you exist. As long as you're not affecting my bag or in my position, trying to affect me in any way, they don't care. That was basically what I got from it. I'm just speaking from my own opinions and my own experiences. Some people have different experiences than me. So I might be saying this, somebody else might have something else. So this is just me, what I have seen and what I've grown up on. So yeah, growing up as a little kid, I've always wondered why, like why is everyone against it? Why is everyone so when when the immediate when the topic comes up, everyone gets so uptight and just basically want to shut it down. They just give you this dead answer that it's not good, it's not right, and that's it. And they're not gonna bring it up again. If you bring it back up again, they're gonna like get into all this anger and just, it just make, it didn't make sense. Where did all of this originated from? I'm not sure. I remember, like, as a little kid, there was this story when it came to the slave trade in Jamaica. When the British would come into our territory, invading territory, they would, trigger warning, they would rape the women and do nasty things to the men. And it was mostly the British men who would do the things to the men. And people pushed, people took that, and of, from from there on in, it kind of stuck there and just that was it there was a name for it if i remember the name i would say the name but it was there was a name for it, it was this story and it had a name it was so prominent because people talked about it a lot i was found i was always oh when when they told that story i was like oh that's why and when it came to the churches when churches as far as i can see all the churches that i went to they didn't talk about it they basically just ignored it basically act like it didn't exist and if only if someone like brought up the topic or talks about it, this is when they talk about it. And this is let me side rant. This is why I can't really stand the churches that much. <laughs> I can't. Because the only time they appear is when they're being affected. Like even recently. Recently it was something with the coronavirus. The only the only reason they this isn't Jamaica, by the way, this is not America. I'm not sure what is going on in America. Now, I know what's going on in America, but I'm not sure what is going on in America, if you know what I mean. But yeah, well, with the coronavirus, when Miss Rona came out, when she forced everyone to basically stay in their houses, that's when the time they came out. Like, that's the, only, that's the time they came out talking about um, no vaccine, we trust God, yada, yada, yada. And when someone is, when someone likes the same gender, that's when they come out. They just crawl out of the crevices like little roaches. And it's really annoying. 
because when it when it re- when it really comes down to when the black black children are being kidnapped, um, black women being raped, all these different things going on in the country, they you don't see them. They only appear when it comes to homosexuality. It only they only appear when it come when they are being affected. Otherwise, from that they're not gonna be there, and that's really sad. I'm really really upsetting. As a kid in Jamaica, the churches, the churches there were just blatant. I'm just going to say it is. It was ghetto as hell. And that was one of the main reasons why my mom stopped going to church. Because the church was like its biggest hypocrite. They would tell you to do, they would say, they would preach this, tell you not to do this, but they'd be doing it behind the scenes. And then it was just, uh, no, no. Because <laughs> I was wondering why she never went to church. And she sat, actually sat down with me and explained all of it. And I was like, damn. And it's true. Growing up, you would see these little sly things that they would do. You would hear that the pastor would be doing this with somebody else. You would hear, you would always hear these random stories every day. And it's just like, isn't the church supposed to be like the safe place where you sit, sit down, talk about the Bible, preach about God and all of this? You would think that's the case. But every other day, it's like another drama happening in the church. And the people, instead of focusing on what the pastor is saying, everyone is talking behind each other's backs. It was just, church was just, uh, church, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, so that that was that. So the church had to play a big part. Toxic masculinity has to play a good big part, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make a video about that, a video, a podcast. I'm actually gonna make a podcast about that because I really want to get into the nitty the nitty gritty of that all that, pick it apart a little bit, talk about it, play some clips a little bit, just talk about it. But toxic masculinity, maxil maxil I can't pronounce that word for shit. I don't know if it's my accent or what, but it's hard to hard for me to say. But toxic masculinity. There we go. Close enough. It played a huge part because in Jamaica, growing up as a as a as a boy, you have from your born you have these standards on you already. You're expected to be the breadwinner of the house. You're expected to be tough, be rough. You're expected not to cry. You're expected <laughs> all these things. You're expected not to. You you basically were like a robot. You couldn't show emotion. If you show emotion, you're weak. You're 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 basic. They call you a girl, which I found really funny because because it's like you're basically that's misogyny right there. Because you're basically saying that I'm weak. I'm like a girl. So basically, you're saying girls are weak. Misogyny. If two plus two is four, yeah, y'all get it. But yeah, as a as a little black as a, a little black as a little boy. <laughs> You are you already have these standards set on you. A father figure. I used to have a father, so I don't know what that man is. But him, he was pretty one of those men who were like all rough and tough. And I was just this little kid. I just wanted to be a kid. And that's that's what is wrong with the old the old generation. Instead of raise instead of raising kids, they were raising genders. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, instead of raising kids, they were raising genders. Like, a kid wasn't free to express him, express himself. As a boy, you were just expected to just shut up, take it, and go on with your day. Even as, even as I wouldn't know the woman or the girl's perspective, but I just know about the boy perspective. So, don't come for me. I'm just talking from a boy's perspective. Because I know that women go, go through it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But I'm just talking as a kid in a different country. It's really tough. 
not really tough necessary because some boys just take it because they don't know they don't know what else better to do until until my father left the picture i was i grew up like a normal like a normal kid like you did have the the weird gender roles that were still there but it slowly broke down because my mom I grew up with two women in my life. My mother and my sister. I don't claim my father. I don't care where that man is. He can, he can, whatever. Anytime when someone asks me, do I have a father? I don't know. Is he under the ground? Is he above ground? I don't know. I don't care. He can be wherever he wants. I don't come with me sideways talking about, oh, you should talk to your father, your father. No, no. My father is trash. He left. And that's that. I don't want to talk about it. That man can go wherever he wants and be wherever he wants. Side rant. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah. Gender roles was a thing. It was a heavy thing on the dudes when they were young. I think it was... I'm pretty sure it was heavy on the girls too. Because you know in society... The society expect women to be... Soft. They don't expect them to be... Like you, Like when you see like a, like a player like Serena Williams. Like she plays tennis I think it is. A beautiful black woman playing tennis, but when people see she has all these muscles on her, they they're trying to assume that she's not a guy. She do this, she do that, and that, that's weird to me. It's so freaking weird. It's clear that she's a woman, and so what if she has muscles? So what if she's toned? So what if she's just built like stronger than? I bet she can beat beat a nigga's ass. So <laughs> I wouldn't mess with her. That's just like one of the many examples that are out there. And yeah, the toxic masculinity does play a role. In homophobia. And I think in many things too. It's not just in the Jamaican country. It's like all around the world. Yeah. Because even in Jamaica, it's not even legal to marry the same sex. So. <laughs> Oof. Growing up, I was influenced a lot. So that's why I, I was one of those kids who just followed everyone else. Follow the crowd. Which my mom really hate because she always had this saying that don't be a follower, be a leader. Like the minute I start doing something that someone else is doing, she really stops me, cut me down and be like, don't do that. Do you? Da, da, da. My mom is, <laughs> I love my mom. I truly do. She's just an interesting woman. She contradicts herself so many times. It's crazy. But she, 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 she knows herself. She, she. <laughs> I don't know. She's just my mom. I can't really explain how, what, or how she is. She's just my mom. Mm, yeah. And then again, growing up, I realized that I can't really... If someone... Okay, this is just me. Personal opinion. If someone decides that they don't want to... If they don't want their child to be gay. If they don't... If they don't like, if they don't like, like, um, gay people, if they, it, basically, what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say, like, if they don't like gay people, if they don't like, don't, they don't want a child to be gay, I don't think they're homophobic. I think they're ignorant, yes, but homophobic, no. Because homophobic is basically pushing, basically just being rude to gay people and saying all these nasty things, saying slurs and all of that. That's what I think homophobia is, in general. But if someone, because you know, it's different people come from different, all the places around the world, have different perspectives of things, grew up on different things. So you can't really, I can't really say 
that you're homophobic if you choose not to, if you if you don't think if you think gay is wrong. I can't really say you're homophobic. I can say you're ignorant, but I can't really say you're homophobic because a lot of a lot of people grew up with different perspective. Muslims of the what's it called the Quran? I probably got it wrong. Please correct me. I'm so I do apologize if I butchered that name. Then Christians have God, the Bible. Then the older generation have their have their their moms, their great grandmothers, their great great grandmother who push, who f- their moms and their great great grandmothers told them all these stories that they brought up a, ch- a lot. It's like a chain, like a domino effect. Once one domino falls, all of them just continue to fall unless you are the are the strongest one to stand still and don't get pushed down. So, so cause I'm a huge fan of gener- breaking general generational curses, and that's one of them that's in my family, pushing this narrative that. If you're different, still something's wrong with you. And I personally don't like that idea. I don't socialize with that idea. I broke away from the whole homophobic thing years ago because I realized that well, who am I to tell you how to live your life? Who am I to really sit here and freaking bubble in anger when I see two 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 um two same sex people holding hands? What is this? Is that living? No, it's not. It's just dumb. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of all of that. It just makes no sense to me. You're angry and pissed off at two people living their best life while you're over here, like, waddling in your misery. No. No. <laughs> if you choose to be gay, if you choose to be a lesbian, whatever, whatever the sexual orientation is out there, I'm going to love you. I'm going to respect you. Because why, 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 what? Can't talk. Why, who am I? To tell you how to live your life. You're living your best life. So do what you got to do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Just be you. Be who you are. Be true to yourself and live your most most authentic life. I'm not going to stop you. Who am I to stop you? So live your life. It's, not, it's basically still love. The, diff- the only difference is just two same sex person. It's still love there. Just saying. So yeah, so that was a quick synopsis of what the whole homophobia, what it was like in Jamaica, in the country. I'm glad, and as I said, I'm glad that I broke away from that, that ignorance, the stereotypes and all those nitty gritty things. To the, and to this day, I always question, I always wonder why I always think like that. Because at the end of the day, I can blame I was influenced, but the thing is, I could have just choose to be different, but I didn't. I took in everything that people were saying and never did Never really did do my own research, do my own soul searching and decide for myself. I really just listened to people, took what they said and just fly with it. So I have to hold myself accountable for that. And to this day, I regret being that, being like that. So yeah. So now back to Miss Hamilton, Miss Grace Hamilton, or, it's, or another Spice. So let's get into it. So as I said, Spice, she's a prominent dancehall artist. What? Okay, I'm sorry about that, about the weird noise you heard in the back. Because someone failed to tell me that we're having construction under the house today. So, I might chip out here and then, but hopefully they took a break. So, let me just do this fast. So, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about the noise. I'm sorry. As I was saying, so Miss Grace Hamilton, one of the most prominent, great figures of dancehall out there. So... I've known I've known Spice for like forever. I've sit down, listen to her music, 
<laughs> which I can't really get into that much. Only some of her songs I really like. Because half of her songs is talking about her body. How she's going to pop it wide open. She's going to twist it. She's going to fling it on the bed. She's going to do this with her man. Which I don't have a problem with. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> I don't care if a woman wants to talk about their body when they're singing. Express yourself. Do you, girl? But sometimes that's just not for me. <laughs> she is... It was a whole... It was, it's, it's an experience to listen to her song. So she recently got to release her first album. It's called her album's called Ten. There's a couple great songs on there, so y'all can listen to it, stream it. It's pretty amazing. And um, yeah, so in the past she wasn't able to even post, wasn't able to create an album. She she had to call them mixtapes and what's another what's another word? I think it's called Vix mixtape and VP or something like that. I'm not sure. But yeah, she, the only thing she could have she only could have named her. Her quote unquote albums mixtapes because of her rec- the record that she was with really fucked her over and it was she was just terrible. She could she gonna she gonna release her music, she gonna release an album. They were leeching money out of her. It was terrible for her back then. Until recently she finally got out of it. She finally created her album called Ten. It was amazing. It's an experience. And she recently got nominated for a Grammy, which is really like historically great. Because there haven't been, like, a, bl- a Jamaican black woman who has been nominated for a Grammy in a while. Or if, I don't think it, is, it was even ever done. Her and Shansi, another another prominent great great um, Jamaican dancehall artist, she also got nam- nominated for a Grammy. Because she was on the Donda album. Shansi and that Spice. Shansi was on the Donda album with Kanye. I didn't listen to the song yet. I was going to listen to it because it looks interesting. So yeah, she was on that album, and Spice, she got nominated for the song that she did with Shaggy, Sean Paul, too big. She got nominated, and she went on live, she was expressing her happiness, it was, it was good. It was just great to see, it was just great to see my country and my people winning, so I was proud, I was happy. I was a, I was a proud black, black dad. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good. So now, let's get into the mess, y'all. So from the start, I was talking about the homophobia in the country and everything. So, yeah, this is this is this. It's it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna explain myself. I'm I'm a bit flustered right now, but I'm gonna explain myself. So, so Miss Hamilton's. <laughs> I like Anna Hamilton. On Miss Hamilton, um, Instagram, she posted on November the night, November the seventeenth. She posted, she posted a thing. What's it called? A headline that says. Spice, that's Spice to headline Pride Toronto 20, 2022 LGBTQ Festival. And in her in her caption, she says, Toronto, Canada, finally going to see you 2022. I can't wait. LGBTQ Festival. Now, uh, she got she got a decent amount of likes. It, shaggy, like, which a lot of people know, liked it. So, yeah. So, when she posted that... Let's just say the Jamaican community was in an uproar. The pe- Actually, people who care, who are on social media every day, that really follows it. So, yeah, they, they, the, oh, Lord, it was crazy. So, this happened, like, like a while now, and I didn't want to, and didn't want to make a video yet, because I wanted to see everything unfold, I wanted to see the drama go through, I wanted to see everyone sharing their opinions, everyone shooting shots at each other, I wanted everything to just unravel slowly. Until I jump on the bag wagon and make my podcast, which is right now. So let's get into it. So yeah. So when she posted that, let's just say the Jamaicans that cared, 
were divided. Everyone was shocked. Because first of all, Miss Hamilton has made music in the past that basically bashed the gays, the theys, and the thems. Because <laughs> it was, first of all, I was shocked. When I saw it, I was like, okay, come through. Then it remained a click to me that she, then she, she made like two songs basically bashing them, saying all these terrible things. And that's that's what everyone was in the comments saying. Everyone was like so confused. It was like, you switch sides now? Everyone was like saying different things. And everyone was like, da da da. <laughs> Let's just say Twitter, Jamaican Twitter, and Instagram, and SysJam. SysJam is one of those Jamaican. It's basically the TMZ of Jamaica. They post it, and the and they they just post it so randomly and just and just left it there and just what and basically the comment section was set on fire. <laughs> Everyone was divided. It was so, it was crazy, man. Because everyone was like, Did, don't you like, didn't you like do this a couple years back? Because she releases she released two songs. She did a collab with Vibes Cartel. Vibes Cartel. And this is this is the king of dancehall right there. Like he's the top of top. He's higher than everyone in Jamaica. They sang a song. This was like her first one of the first main breakthrough songs for her. And in one of the lyrics, she basically said, "So basically, Vibes Cartel. He had a verse that said, man to man, man to man, uh, man to man.' That's wrong. They're saying scan them." And in Jamaica, when someone's on them, basically they're saying, they're basically just saying, they're, they're nasty, it's not right. Basically just saying that. Same time when somebody says scanyo, that's a Jamaican term. And so when someone says scanyo, they're basically blatantly disrespecting you. Saying that you, basically you're rubbish, you're filth, you're nasty, you're unnatural. All, all the disrespectful words you could possibly think about. That's what that word means. And then a second song she did by herself. I forgot the name of the song. But that second song that she did by herself. She, it's basically in the music video. She was, she, she this man, she, she was a homewrecker basically. She and this man got together. They're in the bed. And she said, she basically was saying that if you're married, I don't care. But as long as you don't take it behind the rear. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> if you don't, she, basically she's saying she doesn't care who you are, what you are, you shouldn't, but if you ever take it around the rear, you're wrong. So basically saying that if you're a man and you had sex with another man, you're dirty, you're filthy, you're trash, all the terrible words in the world. And that, that video was, whew, that video was something to see. And yeah, basically... Otherwise, otherwise, from them two videos, music videos, she hasn't made anything else about the gays. The gays, the days, and the thems. She didn't care. She moved on with her life. And now that she got from into love and hip-hop, she hasn't really talked. She hasn't said nothing about it. And it was so random to see her post something like this and say that she's going to headline it. So everyone was like saying she's a hypocrite, this and that. How are you going to turn on us like that? I mean, like, I'm just in the corner just watching all this unfold. Because it was interesting to see. Because it was like, I'm not saying a person can't be home. A person cannot be homophobic forever. Oh, they can. I don't know. But I'm saying like she, in my personal opinion, I think she she's changing or what evolving or whatever she wants to do. 
But that narrative have li- about hating the gays and all that, she probably changed from that and now she's different. And then shit got worse because two prominent juggernauts that's in the Jamaican dancehall community, one by the name of Sizzla. Yeah, y'all not y'all not gonna know these people. Just just let me let me explain. So Sizzla and the next one named Futa Hype. Or Futa Hype. So first Sizzla was the first one who came up on the scene. And he's he's another dancehall artist, regular artist, that he makes he hasn't making music in ages. So it was it was just like so random that he popped up and was like putting his two cents on this on the whole conversation. And let me read what he said because he posted on his Instagram. Give me one second. Okay, so basically what he so he made a post on Instagram and he posted that. Okay, he posted that Jamaican artists already knew the knew that or indigenous music bashes against homosexuality and lesbianism. We Jamaicans bash against anything. I don't know who's we, but <laughs> go off, I guess. I think that is corrupt and misleading to our na- to the nation of our people. Do not mix reggae and dancehall with your evil nasty ways. No to guns, no to gays, no to lesbians, no to pedof- pedophilia, no to all what's wrong and going against our culture. And in his caption at the bottom of it, he says, none of them, none of them nasties. Basically, <laughs> he was saying, basically saying not, he doesn't want not all these things in his nation, so they should go away from where he is. And he, and at the end of it, he said, you will not corrupt our children anymore. And let's just say, I find that interesting. Because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, where was this energy when that little girl got kidnapped in Jamaica? Where was that energy when our black women are basically dying? The men in Jamaica are going crazy with the gun violence down there. Where Where's all this energy? And I know that he says no to guns, but out of all the things you could have talked about, you chose this situation. And it's been going, it's going, like, you don't understand how crazy things are down in, in my country right now. You have these little boys and these little, little no, mostly the little boys. You have these little boys, you have these teen, uh, teen dudes, like, everyone is pushing, pushing, like, being bad, thinking bad is good. Everyone thinking that, everyone is having a shootout with the cops, all this. And this is what you, you push your head out to talk about. And as some people know, Sizzla, as his name is, he's a he's a Rasta. He practices Rastafarianism. So you have he worships Ailey Selassie. It's it just it's God, but it's just a different name for God. And all these things. And he a man like him, uh, like any Rastas that are in Jamaica, not all of them, but most of them, they really they're really in depth with the culture there. Then then they're in depth with the nature and all that, all those different kind of things. So he, when she when she brought the Jamaican dancehall into it, he got offended. He made that post and went off. And child, she clapped back. So the way she clapped back was so subtle and so funny to me because <laughs> she, it was just interesting. Because because in Jamaica we have uh we you know like all these countries have different newspaper newspapers. We have the one that's called the Star and the Gleaner. So the Star posted on their website about talking about basically saying that Sizzla calls us Spice to pull out of Pride Toronto Festival. And she Spice herself. She took a screenshot of it and posted it on her on her um what's it called? On her um yeah, freaking hell. <laughs> she posted it on her um Instagram. 
under the caption, she put, she tagged him and said, come make me pull out your turban and wine pan your back wheel. So basically what she was saying, she was saying, come and take me out. Basically for, come, she wants him to get, to move from where he is and take her out of her place. Because, because if she, because if he does come, she's going to turn around and whine on him. Basically dance on him, twerk on him. <laughs> so I was like, what? It was so odd. It was such a, but it was a subtle way of responding to him. And I like that. <laughs> it's crazy out here, y'all. And after that, he posted on his Instagram, he posted a, he posted the cat, he posted like, because as I said, the star, one of Jamaica's main, main way of getting news, because we, apparently, we really love the freaking Gleaner, the the new newspaper down there. So when he, po- he basically posted a screenshot of the same thing that she did, and he, there was like this red marking across it. It said, I forgot what it said because he deleted the post. Like after she made her post on this, she deleted, he deleted the post. So I don't know who has it. He put, you know, like when you go to like some places and like the court and they put this big red stamp in the middle of everything that says denied or something. That was on the caption. That was on the screenshot. And it said something, but I don't know. He deleted it. So go off. Sizzler. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough out here, y'all. <laughs> it's crazy. And then what? Then another great Jamaican juggernaut came in and came for her sideways. Ooh! So this one—he's a—he's not really a recording artist per se, but he was one of those people who helped publish music. I don't—I forgot. I think he's got a producer or whatever. But I think he made like music. He's been irrelevant since two thousand and freaking three. So anybody care about him? So it was so surprising when he popped up on the scene and he was. He basically blatantly disrespects Spice and blatantly disrespect the LGBTQ community. He called it the doo-doo community. And he... So, I can't really read the caption or anything. I forgot to take screenshots, too. Because Spice's fans went in on him. They they basically... His account got deleted. They couldn't, they couldn't find nothing what he said. It was... <laughs> it was crazy. When they try, when they try and when they try and find his um, the post that he made and everything, it was gone. His entire account was gone. Allegedly, Spice one of some of Spice's fan went over there and hacked his account and took it down. But that but that was debunked later on because it wasn't that because he blatantly disrespected the LGBTQ community. And you know, um, Instagram and their and their guidelines, so they basically shut that shit down close his account and he made like a second one talking about it and <laughs> talking about the whole situation basically calling spice out her name yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm just like first of all it, it, this man he hasn't been on the scene since since the 2000s nobody care about him he he's irrelevant for, since the day he was born and Spice's fans really went on, went in on him because he was like anything anything that has to do with the doodoo community that's what he calls the LGBTQ community anything that has to do with the doodoo community I don't socialize myself with it so you shouldn't do it you should this and that and yada 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 and they went this, trust me her fans went in on him because he he's a man who likes to buy lavish and expensive things like to wear like the Gucci the um expensive things i don't know their names <laughs> the expensive things and trust me the fans pick him apart there was this picture of him wearing wearing like a gucci suit from top to bottom and they, and they 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 showed pictures of the guy who made it the guy who was gay and they're saying oh so 
you talk you always, you always talking about you <laughs> you don't socialize with the, with the gay community but look at you wearing wearing the outfit from a gay gay guy who made it and it was such a mess it was, they were going on he i think he went on live and talked about it but i didn't get time to watch the live and he didn't save the live that pussy but anyways <laughs> he didn't save the live so i didn't i don't i don't know what he said but yeah his fans went in on him after spice friends allegedly took took down his page Actually, they did take down. Technically, they did take down his page because they reported him, and the guy in Instagram was not playing with that. They tore that shit down. So yeah, after Spice fans went in on him, after the whole debacle, they kept wait. They kept working. Um, getting shots at each other, back and forth, back and forth. Spice even went on live. I got a chance to watch it live. I love watching Spice's live because it's really fun. <laughs> so I get. I got a chance to watch it live, and basically. She was like coming from the airport, so she was going to like one of her shows in New York, so she couldn't talk because she kept her fans kept people different. One of her fans kept stopping her from the airport, so she had she was trying to talk quickly. So she told so basically on the live she said he has you better apologize within actually no let me play the video. So yeah, I wasn't able to find the audio clip. I do apologize for that because I saved the audio clip in my freaking gallery and now I can't find it. So I just gotta explain to you what she said. Do apologize about that. <laughs> so, basically what she said was that... So, as I was saying, she was coming from her airport. Her fans were, like, bum-rushing her every minute trying to get a picture with her. So, she didn't have time to really talk. So, she basically what she told, what she said on the live was that she's giving Footer Hype, the tw- giving tw- Footer Hype 24 hours to apologize and just call it... Let's call it a good... Let's call it at that. Let's just apologize, call it that. We go our separate ways and make, let everyone have a Merry Christmas. And basically, that's what she said. She hanged up. She dis she disconnected from the live, and that was that. Now, for the hype, he responded back to her. He actually made a post on his second page because his first one got t- taken down, guidelines and all. He made a post on his second page telling her that he won't apologize and he doesn't care about the doodle community, the LGBTQ community, as he called it. He doesn't care about the community. Doesn't care about you. And just basically, he basically just disrespected her and called it a day. And they kept throwing subtle shots at each other until until one day she actually stopped the both of them to stop and she posted a a caption on her Instagram. And let me read what that caption says. Okay, so this is what Miss Hamilton had to say. Soon remove this caption, but I don't discriminate. I love all my fans, no matter what race or their sexual preferences. It's not my decision to make. So you're upset because I'm performing at a private at a pride event. When you've been working for different pride organizations all your life. Well, I'm very sorry, but my music does not stop at your big stinking foot. I never told you I wanted to be white or Spanish looking. I'm extremely happy just the rich way I am. So stop the madness. You no only have lesbian and gay friends that you and I both know. So I'm confused at this hypocrisy. The amount of your male artist friend that you have that have girls kissing girls in music videos and singing about threesomes. It wasn't it wasn't homosexuality then or ruined the culture? Or is it only homosexuality when it's not pleasing you? All I want is for you to just make everything make sense. Or is it only when spice you have a problem? Well here what? Long story short, a homosexual interviewed you at the USA USA embassy and give you a work visa so that you can come to America, come and work and make money. So if you run back to the US, 
So if you run back to the US visa, I'll run back, run back the money. Run, 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 run. Run back the visa, run back the visa and the green card. I run back the money. I'm done talking to you. I'm very busy. Toronto, Canada. I'll see you soon. So let's pick, let's pick this apart for a, for a quick second. Okay. So that's the post she made. And basically after that, nobody has really thrown shots at it. I think he did throw like a couple shots at her back, but I'm not sure. So, but first let's pick this apart a little bit. Cause I want to talk about a couple of things that she said in there. Okay. So it's interesting that she said the amount of male artist friends that you have that have girls kissing girls in music videos and singing about threesomes, it was homosexual event or ruined the culture. And that's, I have, to, I have to sit down and agree with that because she does have a point. Because it's only really the men, it's only really the men that, that they really like hate and de- basically dehumanize in the Jamaican culture when it comes to homosexuality. So basically if two men are together, basically you're nasty, you're this, you're that, yada, yada, yada. But when it came to women, when it came to two women, the same energy wasn't kept. They would it will always be glo- um, glamorized and glorified having sex with two women. Yeah, having sex with two women, and it's like it's in, that's interesting that she said that because it's quite frankly quite true. Because in dancehall music, you hear the name; it's dancehall, so it's mostly dance, mostly expressing yourself. Dancehall is such is a is a creative way. It's a it's a branch of reggae. But it's like an, kind of an explicit, explicit version of reggae, and it's really, it's really, it's really an interesting thing to say the least. And as the name states, it's dance, is expressing yourself. It's like what you have the wild dances, you have the calm dances, you have all kind of dances that dancehall comes up with. You have different dances that come from dancehall, etc., etc. So it was, it's quite interesting that she said that. And also, what was interesting too, she said, uh. Uh, this part, the homosexual interviewed you at the U.S. Embassy and gave you work visa so that you can come America, come work, and come make your money. That was really interesting because <laughs> cause if you if you don't know, in Jamaica, there's the U.S. Embassy. And if you're not a foreigner that came to, a, that has ever come to, uh, ever went to another country to live, you basically have to go to the U.S. Embassy to sort, sort out your papers, get, oh, it's a huge process. I, I've been through that process. I, Actually, my family been through that process. They haven't really told me how it went. I just there. So that process was there. You have to go through all of that, do all of that. That's what the U.S. Embassy is for. And it's in, it's in like a good number of countries. If you want to come to live in America, you have to go through the U.S. Embassy. And in the U.S. Embassy in Jamaica, I think it's in Kingston. In Kingston, as it is, is the pa- <laughs> is one of the parishes in Jamaica. And if you don't want to parishes, it's like, for example, like you have states in America, we have parishes in Jamaica. So yeah. And at the US Embassy in Jamaica, we have the Jamaican flag and the LGBTQ flag above the embassy. And it's above the embassy. So when the wind blows, you see the both of them just flapping everything. And actually, I forgot quite recently, um, a group of people actually protested against taking it down. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Hold on, give me one second. Because <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, there were, there were like a group of people who actually protest against it, saying they don't want that. They don't want that a part of our culture. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it was crazy. I forgot that. I actually really forgot that that actually happened. 
But yeah, they didn't they didn't want the flag there. They said they basically dis disrespected that flag and everything. It was crazy. And the fact and then she said a homosexual interviewed at the US Embassy. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but they you I find it funny how the big artists in Jamaica think that homosexuality and gays and all those things don't exist in Jamaica. They're there. But they're just very fearful for their life. Because there's this documentary that, that happened like a couple of years ago. Oh, that's so long ago, but I remember it. But there's a documentary that came out and they interviewed some of the some of the people who some of the people who are gay who live there. And they actually don't actually live anywhere. They live in like trenches that are in Jamaica. We call them gullies. So like when the when rainfall, the water would go down into the gullies and the water would like be directed somewhere else. So they basically live down in those in the gullies. We live on, what's it called, cardboard and all those things. So they're there. People, I don't know why people act like they're not there. They're there. But Jamaica is a really scary place when it, whenever, it, whenever it comes to homosexuality and all of that. Because quite frankly, you could, people, it's basically, they basically will kill you. Yeah, they will. They basically will kill you or beat you or what. It's a, it's a lot. Because growing up there, like when someone finds out that you're homo or hom- homo, homo, uh, when you're, when you're gay, when, mostly when you're gay. Mostly, mostly when it's men, it's it's quite terrible for them. And there's there was this one episode in Manifest, where where um actually I can find the clip. Give me one second. And of course, I disappoint again because the audio won't upload to the to my thing. So I'm a, I'm apologize. I apologize for that. Ugh, okay, I gotta explain it now. So in that scene of Manifest, basically. A woman by the name of Bethany, she smuggled her... Oh my... I forgot who... I forgot what relationship she had with the, with this man again. But I, I think it was like a family boyfriend or something like that. So she smuggled him from Jamaica onto the plane. And if y'all know what Manifest is, the plane disappears for like... Uh, for like a, so a couple of years and then it came back. It came back. Yada, yada, yada. Time flies and everybody wonder why the plane disappeared. Like, That's manifest. If you want to know, you can look it up. You can stream it. Have fun with that. So that one scene, I think it was in season. It was in the first season. And manifest is a really good show too. I would recommend to watch it. And in that first and in that scene, she was. They were questioning why would you why would you smoke someone to plane. So she was explaining. She was like, she can't leave him down there and let him get killed by a hate crime. And as a Jamaican, I understand what she's talking about because it's true. In Jamaica, I mean, not now, but still, like in the early days of Jamaica, you could literally get killed. People will beat you to death for being gay. So that ho- that statement that she said hold a lot of weight to it. There was that. So yeah, podcast in a conclusion. Okay, now I'm re- now I reach the final section of my podcast, the conclusion, and the question uh, with earlier statements was like, is Jamaica one of the most homophobic countries in the world, or is Jamaica a ho- is Jamaica the most homophobic country in the world? And my question, and my answer is yes. Jamaica is not is not the most homophobic country in the world. It's one of the most homophobic countries in the world, and. 
yeah, growing up there, just seeing how everything goes and how everything is, I would consider it to be one of the most homophobic, one of the most homophobic countries in the world. And there's a lot of countries, so it's in the, it's in one of the it's in the pile. I feel like every country is quite homophobic, so it's there. So I I think yes, it is one of those. And let me explain myself now, cause when Spice. When Spice made when Spice came out with that the whole, the whole going to to Toronto Canada to do her to do the Pride performance it was it really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, it's new. It's something that's new, and not a lot of not a, not a lot, of, <laughs> and not a lot of Jamaicans are ready for that. You know, like with change, not a lot of people are ready for change. So, yeah. And not a lot of people are inclined to change. So, and at the end of the day, here's my final thought. At the end of the day, people have a right to be homophobic. People have a right to be racist. Now, let me explain. Because people have a right to their own opinions, but not a right to their own fact. So that, that's the difference. So people, so sadly, people do have a right to express that they don't like gay people or they don't like black people or they don't like Asian people. That's their opinion. Now, what makes it what 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 makes it homophobic or what makes it racist is when you deliberately bash and just dehumanize a person who's homophobic or a person who is of a different race than you are. I know I just like brought up two different things right there: homophobia and racism. But yeah, people people have a right to say that they don't care about the gays or they they don't want their child to be gay, or. They they just don't want to socialize with a gay person. That's that's their right and that's their opinion. And it's gonna take a lot for people to change from their opinion, especially if it's one of them old heads. They're gonna die anyway, so I don't think you can change anything at that point. They're they're far gone. So I'm sorry. That's just the blatant truth. <laughs> that's just the blatant truth, in my opinion. They're far gone. If you're in your in your eighties, your nineties, and your seventies, and you still homophobic or still racist. You're going to die anyway, so... Uh, I'm sorry, it sounds terrible. I know, but... What can you do? They're already far gone. Now, people in their... In their early 20s, 30s, 40s... At best, 50s... I, I think they they can formulate their own opinions and be like... Yeah, they want... And it's, up to really, it's really up to people to change. You can't really change a person. You can't just... You can, as my mom would always say, you can lead the donkey to the water, but you can't force him to drink. In other words, you can't. You, the best you can do is just tell people what you what you know, educate them on what you know, and they, and you just leave them with that information and let them have a good day. They can decide whether they want to change or want to stick the way they are. That's like that's like Christianity, for, for instance. Like you tell people about God. Not forcefully, just just talk about him and say, yada, yada, he's done this for me. He could do that for you too. You can just leave that information with people. And if people don't take that information, there's not much you can do. If they don't, if they want to change, they change. If they don't want to change, they don't have to change. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's their opinion, their choice. Now, when, it, when they're blatantly disrespecting and being just rude and dehumanizing another person, now that's, now that's another story. Cancel culture will come get them, <laughs> which then again I don't really understand. Can cancel culture that well? 
But that's another podcast for another time. But yeah, in conclusion, Miss Spice, Miss Grace Hamilton, she she's a smart woman. She knows what she's doing because she's done something like this before. She is, as I said in one of my earlier ble- in my bleaching video, <laughs> video, in my bleaching podcast, she deliberately colored lined her skin, causing an uproar in the in the community in the culture, and then released music on top of it. And then she used also she used that storyline in her in our um what's it called loving hip hop Atlanta. So she's a smart woman. She knows what she's doing, and just look out. She's gonna she's gonna definitely go and be like she's an ally now. She. Love the gays, the days under them's, and she. I'm telling you, she gonna come out with it, and y'all gonna y'all I'm y'all gonna come back to me and say I told you so. I said no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's a smart woman. She knows what she's doing. She know that Jamaicans get really upset real quick when it comes to their culture, their dance hall. When it comes to their music, <laughs> they know this. So once you once you mix a little once once something that goes against the grind or goes against the culture. There's a lot of uproar, and she used that, and then goes on her love and hip hop as a storyline, and be like, "Yeah, I did this. I go. I did something that goes against the grind. I am. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna try and help educate people. Yada yada yada. Because that's what she did with her dark skin, dark skin, light skin, whole thing. Like trying to explain what dark skin was, being dark skin in Jamaica was. And trust me, she's a smart woman. She knows what she's doing. Yeah." And that's pretty much it. <laughs> in conclusion, Jamaica is one of one of the most homophobic countries in the world. You you will you will get and me saying this right now. If I blow up and then if someone hear this, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you said this." I said what I said, and I mean what I said because it's true. And when the truth comes out, people tend to try and be like, "Oh, nothing goes like that." Yada yada. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> I've grown up there for like freaking 15 years now. So trust me, I've seen and done a lot of things. And I know. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got for y'all today. Appreciate any support y'all put on this podcast. Love you, respect you, and Bambi out. <laughs>